Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for the show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic violence. If you are listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, oh, you know what? You can email me at shereencwr at gmail.com, but you cannot call me because I am not doing a live show tonight. I am actually doing a recorded show. Okay, um, my show can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and if you subscribe, if you subscribe to those services. If you want a direct link to the program uh, on these services, you may go to the homepage and on the website, CWR talknetwork.com and click on the logo for that service. Okay, if at any time that you feel triggered, please call the 800 number for that. It should be 1-800-799-7233. Okay, my person I'm going to talk to tonight, his name is Tanner Snobble. He's a very young man and he has endured, we're going to be talking tonight, I guess I haven't said this, um, cyber abuse. And since I'm writing a paper on cyber abuse, I can talk a lot about it. I was going to have two speakers, but my other speaker became very triggered and very upset, and so she she will not be able to join us. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk to Tanner about catfishing, a different form of cyber abuse and one that I hadn't heard of before. Tanner, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me, Shereen. Awesome. Hey, the first thing I'd like you to do is give uh, us a definition of catfish. Uh, I never really heard about it until you and I were talking one day, so that would be helpful for my audience. Uh, well, uh, Catfishing uh, actually comes from a movie called Catfish, uh, where this guy uh, fell in love with a girl he met online, but uh, she ended up being an older woman. uh, uh, Not very attractive. Basically, it's like uh, that's what it is. It's pretending to be someone you're not. Like, for example, a guy pretending to be a girl to reel other people in. And I've heard about this happening a lot um, at the uh, youth level. I know you're a little bit older than a youth these days. Um, Not much. Well, it happened when I was uh 15 so it was quite a few years ago well excellent um why don't you share do you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about that um i'll share a little bit about it i don't like to go too into detail uh you probably understand i don't really like talking about it much right and I had to do a lot of talking for you to share anything about it. So, hey, anything is, is just for me. Well, um, 
Uh, let's see. Um, basically, I uh, was hanging around chat rooms. I thought they were harmless, at, but uh, they actually weren't. Uh, there was this guy. I'm pretty sure he was a guy. Uh, he pretended to be a girl just as a joke and we had a kind of sexual conversations uh, just to kind of uh, bug other users because there were some users on that chat room who thought it was gross. Uh-huh. And, and it, well, from there it went downhill. Uh, I got addicted to it and uh, my whole life was kind of spiraling out of control so I was depressed I thought about uh, killing myself a lot yeah and uh, what ended up happening happening was uh, the guy girl got uh, tired of me so he ended up like uh, Cyberbullying me, called me a suicidal uh, S-word. And uh, another, a friend of his uh, joined in. He uh, said I threatened suicide too much. Uh, It wasn't pretty. It sounds like it. But I... were you going to say something? No, no, go right ahead. Oh. I... But I... Uh, but I got a therapist and... Uh, my bishop paid for a therapist and I recovered from it. I, uh, I actually wrote a book about it on Amazon... I wrote a book about it that I published on Amazon. My dad and and my therapist kind of encouraged that. That helped me heal. Good. And you know, writing about it does help you, doesn't it? Does. I understand you wrote a book to help you heal? Yes, I did. I did. did. And what's the name of the book? I I don't know if I ever said this, but Thank you for helping me get my book published. Hey, no problem. What was the name of your book again, in case anyone would like to copy? The Monster I Fought. Monster I Fought, excellent. And a lot of the things that you described are very normal for people that are abused. Um, Suicidal ideation is very popular. (laughs) Popular, I don't know if I want to say popular. Um, Uh, Very common. Yeah, it's very... um, it, it's not only suicidal, although it's homicidal as well sometimes. Uh, we're oh, yeah, I've heard that. How will, it, how will it stop? You know, we don't know. It causes post-traumatic stress disorder. Did that happen to you as well? Um, uh, I thought it happened, but I don't think it did. Uh, it, um... Uh, 
but um, I think ever since that, uh, my anxiety's gotten a bit worse. You know, anxiety does happen. Um, is another thing that is that causes that depression, substance abuse, loss of self-efficacy, fearfulness, and increased emotional stress. Did any of those happen to you as well? Um, I did uh, cut myself a lot. I'm so sorry, sweetie. Oh, me, me too. But it's okay. I've, I have gone better. And when that uh, friend of his chimed in, that is what's called indirect abuse. When other people are used by the perpetrator themselves to help abuse others. So you're actually being abused by the perpetrator through someone else. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so your book helps you heal. That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And um, my my friend uh, my friend and my family uh, were very supportive. That helped. That's good. And then, what would you recommend to other people that to help prevent this? Um. Well, I would recommend uh, staying away from chat rooms there. And especially stay away from uh, sexual encounters online. Neither of them are very productive activities. Right. And, you know, it's also dating is online and stuff like that. And you never know what's on the other side of that line. It might not be a, a girl. It might be a guy, you know. Yeah, I'd recommend staying away from cyber dating sites. Yeah, yeah, I totally recommend that as well, only because of the amount of work that I have, studies I've done with cyber abuse. Anyway, is there anything else that you can add about that to share with us tonight? Um... Uh, well, uh, oh, yes, uh, this is something my dad, uh, said, uh, he's kind of the Bible man of the family. Anyways, he said, healing hurts. Yes, it does. It, it's a, it takes a lot to heal, doesn't it? It does. I know it took me a couple of years, at least, uh, and I'm, I can't stand completely healed now, but um, it took me a couple of years to stop weight crying and, and all that PTSD stuff that happened. I didn't know you had PTSD. Yep, it happens a lot with victims of abuse, and that was what well, my whole book was on was victim of abuse. Oh, yeah, I have a friend from church who has PTSD. Uh, I help him a bit. Awesome. 
Well, anyway, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. I truly appreciate you sharing what catfishing what is and is all about. And uh, we'll. Okay, thank you again for having me, Shireen. I uh, really enjoyed this experience uh, sharing. Well, <laughs> actually, yeah. I I enjoyed the opportunity. I. Say I, I know it's been very sharing. difficult. I'm sorry. I know it's been very difficult, and I, I had to do a lot of talking, I know, for you to be able to share some of these experiences that were very difficult for you. Yeah, but still, thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, Tanner. And I will talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Okay, uh, have a good night. See you later. Okay, bye-bye. It's any longer. He is an amazing young man. He is wonderful, and he has done more than most people do in a lifetime. After For his recovery, he wrote a book. He continues to write books, um, not only on that subject, but on others, and uh, just totally amazing. I want to go to a public service announcement for a moment. So I am going to put that on. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. I wanted to share a little bit of information. I did put it on Facebook asking some friends if they could tell me of any instances that might have occurred to them on cyber abuse. Now, cyber abuse is not just uh, Facebook. Um, it could be Craigslist. It could be it could be email, text messages, anything that, that has anything to do with cyber. Now, I will tell you this. Each state has different things where they... Uh, different legal aspects of it. I know here in Utah, what they have is they have to be able to contact you three different times after you have told them not to. So after you try to do talking, um, continues. This is the this is all uh, things that that just because you get asked them to stop doesn't mean they're going to. So my recommendation is the first time it happens that someone 
says something very derogatory, tell them stop. And I take that back. I think it's two times after that. But remember we talked about indirect abuse. So just because you they stop doesn't mean they can't use their friend's phone and say, oh, that was my friend doing that, or having the friend do it themselves. I'm going to tell you an instance where I was cyber uh, abuse, and I was uh, shocked. This guy hit, like, every single one of my Facebook and text messages and used his wife's text message and then deleted it off her phone before she could see it, which was still online. And it was just, I mean, this guy was, please understand, these people are not dealing with full death. And if it happens one time, they say derogatory things towards you, you just text them or face with them or whatever one time and you tell them to stop. I know in this state, and remember what I said, every state has different legal aspects to this. So in this state, it's two times. I was thinking it's two, it's two times after you've already asked them to stop. Uh, but that <laughs> they know how to get around the legal system. Uh, there was uh, one instance in California where it happened and dead, and he got off because of a technicality about it was early stages of uh, social media and that type of thing. Um, but let me tell you, let me share with you how horrible these people get. This one woman did share something with me. I will not uh, disclose her name, and I'm going to not say the bad words. I'll say B instead of which rhymes with which and so forth. Um, she was cyber abused by not her ex, but her ex's girlfriend. And this is what she said. Couldn't handle that, B. My sister has all her kids. And don't be mad because this guy is willing to be there if mom, maybe he would cry if you would let him. But what's sad is that it's even about the kids. It's you, big effing jealous that he moved on to somebody pretty and stronger, somebody who works to take care of theirs, not asking for help all the time, be, get a life, grow the F up, and once you actually get your F together or even try to get your kids back, then you might just have room for now, BF off because you're not nobody l-m-f-a-o real s crap so what she is saying is she's ridiculing this woman and i'll be honest that i i'm never not honest i'll tell you straight up the legal system for some reason loves to give children to the abuser because the abusers are actually far better liars than victims are truth-sayers. They have uh, created something uh, so intense. I mean, I, 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 I go to court with people all the time, and it just amazes me. The only time I've ever seen an abuser fumble is when he was telling the truth. So this is what I'm going to say. If you're ever in court and someone has a smooth operation going on, he's lying. And the reason why I use he as a, 
as an abuser. There are women that women that are abusers, but they are typically 96% psychological psychological abuse. It's only 4% that they're physical abusers. Another example of this is 96% of all deaths that occur in domestic violence are the women are the ones that are dead. That being said, it needs to be understood. A woman hit a man, and you look at and you think, oh my gosh, she's crazy. Look at her. He's hitting him. She's so abusive. Uh, think, think, think. If you know this woman, does she just normally go up and just start hitting people? Typically, a victim will lash out at their abuser as a retort. And actually, and it has nothing to do with cyber abuse, but this is my question whenever I'm asked, is how many years of torture does it require before a victim can retort? How many? One, two, three. Why does it take five minutes of torture? You heard what that thing said. You know that that girlfriend had, you know that the husband was far worse than that girlfriend ever could be, and you know she's taken it from him because victims, and she's obviously a victim, victims always take it from help out their abuser for a while until the abuse turns on them. Now, I never would help my abuser because I'm not like that. As far as I know, I never had, but that doesn't mean he didn't prance me around, show me off, or something that he thought would be hurtful towards somebody else. Because my ex was a very hurtful person. So anyway, let's talk about psychological abuse here. And remember, I did explain the things that do occur in victims. Um, suicidal ideation, like we discussed. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, substance abuse, anxiety. Loss of efficacy, uh, self-efficacy, which means it's hard for them to take care of themselves. Fearfulness and increased emotional stress. I know I was so stressed out. And and mine, uh, with my ex, it was not only physical abuse, it was also psychological abuse. And uh, he uh, later turned to cyber abuse. And he did turn everybody he could find. And this is what they do. I mean, it's no secret. They turn everybody they can find against you. Because they are what? They're the better liar. You know, and then they have their, what um, this industry calls flying monkeys uh, who indirectly abuse. They have the flying monkeys help them abuse. And and they don't, pro- well, no, some of them know they're, they're abusing. In fact, the, some of the friends and so forth um, are very abusive. Well, they just that's just how they are, and thank goodness is uh, those close to him. Their the eyes of the women were opened, and most all of them, if not all of them, are now divorced, which is good because I don't really think that abusers should be married personally. Um, that being said, let's talk a little bit about psychological abuse. There's definitely different terms for psychological. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, cyber abuse. Um, there's cyberbullying. I think he brought up a few of them. Cyberbullying, cyber uh, stalking is another one. Um, and what they do is they 
denigrate, they shame, they belittle, they humiliate. Um, just to reduce the victim's self-esteem, just to have power and control. All of that is for the purpose of power and control. Pretty sad. So cyber abuse is, like I said, it's anything that uses text messaging, it uses social media, it can use Craigslist, Instagram, Twitter, all of those. Anything that's electronic, that's, a, that's what's considered cyber abuse in my, um, in my paper as I started to write on CPA. Now, abusers, remember, power and control is what they do. They monitor and manipulate their victims through different methods to inflict them with the most amount of psychological pain as possible. And remember what I said about indirect abuse. They use their flying monkeys for that indirect abuse. And flying monkeys is anybody who would uh, work with them. Um, they're hostile, um, dominate, they intimidate. Threats are very big. I was threatened all the time, all the time. He would take my house, he would do this, he would do that. And, and yeah, it, it starts to upset um, victims. Victims start to get very, very upset. Um, I think I said all of them. Um, cyber aggression, cyber harassment, cyber stalking, and cyber bullying. Um, if I didn't use all those terms, that's all the terms that um, are used for cyber psychological abuse. And, and I'll be honest, it's people who endure that, it takes years. Psychological abuse is far worse than any other type of abuse because those can physically heal. But the psychological aspect of every type of abuse, that is the thing that takes years, if even possible. I was talking to a friend not too long ago. I said, it's been four years. I don't feel that I'm completely recovered. And I, I went really hard at it. I, I do everything I can think of uh, to overcome this psychological abuse uh, that penetrates my brain. And she said to me, I have been, it's been 20 years since I've been out of my situation. And I am still suffering the effects of the psychologically. Tell you the reason why I have this radio show is because I lived as much as my abuser wanted me to die and tried to kill me, not only on one occasion but two occasions. He also slashed my tires, drained my oil out of my car, and did absolutely everything in his power to make sure that I had nothing, would have nothing, and and was actually dead. And so, until I am dead, I will continue to speak out against domestic violence in all aspects. And tonight was on cyber psychological abuse. I want to share some more stats with you. Um, it was found that 92% of DVA perpetration was reported by college students with at least one minor cyber, uh, cyber abuse. So when abuse was indicated, um, it was the perpetration was of 
GBA is domestic violence and abuse. And there was also integrated to that cyber. Whereas 12% of the undergrad college students reported in their intimate relationships that severe perpetration of cyber psychological abuse occurred. It was indicated that males are more likely to report severe psychological abuse than females. Those who experienced the minor cyber, cyber abuse perceived the stress to be above and beyond that of the physical abuse. Um, let me share something with you, and I like how it says this, that, um, that men were quick to, males were quick to point out the psychological abuse. Now, if you keep in mind, that this is a gender-based violence. And remember what I said about females. They will psychologically abuse. They will typically not physically abuse. That's if they are looking for power and control. But remember what I said also about victims. Victims will report or will lash out, okay, from these things taken. And let me share something even more. This are usually the first ones say they're a victim because it gives them power and control over the victim. They will say, I'm a victim of abuse. I walk on eggshells around here. Whatever they can do to perpetrate abuse, they will do it. So you're probably asking me, how then would, who would know? People that are well-trained know. Because there's a difference between an abuser and a good will lash out from time to time, right? But there's things that I haven't mentioned, nor will I ever mention uh, to anyone uh, outside of this, because I don't want the abusers to become very good at it. But let me put it this way. I can tell the difference between an abuser and a victim by walking in the room and talking to both of them just a few minutes. Because what they both do are completely different things we do that. Uh, we're going to go to a public service announcement before I sign off. And uh, this has been an absolutely wonderful night, I have to tell you. My savings are gone. Okay, where were they last? Here, right before I spent them on that vacation to Aruba. Weird. Not weird. Not saving now means no money later. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, I want to thank my my guests for coming on tonight, Tanner, and for those that have shared information that I could share here as well. My guest in two weeks will be Rachel Satterwhite. She's actually from Texas, and she's a therapist. She's going to be talking on uh, behavior. And um, one of my colleagues, and I love her very much, and we work hard together all the time. <laughs> We're constantly building each other up. So please join us in two weeks. You'll love her. She's amazing. And she'll bring a lot to the table. And I'd like to say good night. And please join me in two weeks. Thank you.